One of the most pivotal figures in Jesus' crucifixion is none other than Pontius Pilate, who is a very interesting person and has a lot to him. There's a lot of backstory about who he is and where he comes from and why he does what he does. So today in this video, what we're going to be exploring is how Pilate was used by God to orchestrate Jesus' crucifixion and how the events leading up to that were really interesting in all the politics involved in it and how this relates to season 4 of The Chosen, and how much of this we might see in the show, and why Pilot is so important for the future of The Chosen. Let's go ahead and roll that intro. Pontius Pilate, what a very interesting man. Pilate is a perfect example of how the people of this time period were real human beings. And what we have written in the Bible is, you know, sufficient enough for salvation and all that good stuff, and there's a lot in there. But it doesn't tell us everything about these people. You know, who were they as, as people? What were their personalities like? How did they really tick? This is something that the creators of The Chosen are using their imagination to explore in the show. But we do get a little bit more outside of scripture, a little bit of context as to Pontius Pilate, and the really intense and intricate and really complex politics of Jesus' time between the Sanhedrin and the Romans and the Roman government. All of this is really, you know, really com complex and interesting and, and something that's definitely going to be explored in The Chosen Season 4. But what's Pilate's backstory? That's what we're going to focus on today because Pontius Pilate was someone who is, again, one of the main people to blame for Jesus' death and crucifixion. There are two Jewish dudes who give us some context in the Pilate's backstory and really why he made the decisions that he did leading up to Jesus' crucifixion. Their names are Josephus and Philo. And they give us some interesting context as to why Pilate was even the governor of the region at this time. You know, he lived in Caesarea Philippi, which is where Peter's name is changed from Simon to Peter. In 4 BC, Herod the Great, the king of all of Palestine at this time, died. And one of his three sons was given Judea to rule over, which included Jerusalem. He was only 18, but he ruled with such tyranny and corruption that the Jews begged the Romans to replace him. Like, this was a Jewish king, and they begged the Romans to replace him with a Roman governor. And that was the first Roman governor that was appointed in Herod's son's place. That was in 86, and then 20 years later is when Pilate came into governorship, and he ended his governorship in AD 36. He also died by committing suicide. That's another interesting story. But as soon as Pilate was appointed as governor of this region, he really kind of started, you know, stirring up a bit of a fuss with the Jews. And the really interesting thing about the Jews and the Romans' relationship is that there was, like, the Romans, you know, they had occupied the Jews and they were ruling over them and all that stuff. But if the Jews had a Roman governor that they didn't like, they could report the Roman governor to the emperor, and the emperor would take care of the governor either by firing him from his job, which means he'd lose all his money and stuff, or, you know, by even worse, killing him. So the Jews still had a little bit of an upper hand if, you know, Pilate, like, Pilate just didn't have free reign over everything that the Jews were doing, and he couldn't just do whatever he wanted. If the Jews saw something that Pilate was doing that they didn't like, they could report him, and then the emperor would kind of look over it and look over the situation and, you know, do something about it. But right out of the gate, Pilate set himself up for trouble with the Jewish people. Governors would visit every area of their province around once a year, the Roman governor would march into Jerusalem, and usually what they do when they march into a town was they'd carry a bust of the emperor's face. And the Jews didn't like this because they didn't want to have any graven images because the Romans kind of worshipped their emperor as a sort of god, and the Jews were, you know, rightly offended by this because they're like, hey, you know, we only serve one god, that isn't him, why are you bringing this bust of him and it's a graven image, we don't like that, can you please take that down? And other Roman governors had this space of mind to be like, well, I don't really want to cause any trouble, so you know what, just take that bust down before we go into Jerusalem. 
just to, you know, we don't want to stir up any trouble. Pilate, however, didn't do this. Pilate decided, he said, hey, you keep those busts on there as you go into Jerusalem. And the Jews got mad. They said, Pilate, can you take that bust down? Because it, it offends us. We don't like that. And Pilate said, no. So a group of Jewish men followed Pilate all the way back to Caesarea Philippi. And they came back and they said, hey, Pilate, we followed you here. We, and it was like humbly, you know, they just like followed him and they were like, hey, you know, we just really want to ask you, please take that down and don't do that next time you come back into Jerusalem. He still said no. He was like, I ain't doing that. Which, you know, again, is really, like, I don't understand why he, he most, most other governors were like, you know what, I just don't want to stir up any trouble. Pilate was, I guess, looking to stir up unnecessary trouble that he didn't need to. And so these Jewish men met up with him in an amphitheater, and they stood there, and they were like, we're not going to leave until you promise to take the bus down. And Pilate was like, no. <laughs> he still persisted to not take the bust down of the emperor's face. And the Jews stood there in a standoff, and Pilate said, If you don't leave, I'm going to kill all of you. And the Jews, they'd like bore the next, and they were like, Do it. Go ahead. We're, we're ready. And they kind of called his bluff, and then he, he backed down and said, All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll take him down next time I come. So the Jews kind of won that round, but they were already mad at him now. Now there's some bad blood immediately between Pilate and the Jews. He came into office in AD 26. This was like within his like first year of, of being governor. He already has some bad blood with the Jews. A separate issue, there was an aqueduct that needed fixing, and that's where the Jewish people get their clean water from. That's where the people, you know, they need an aqueduct to kind of live, unless we kind of seen a similar situation happen in The Chosen with the cistern who got broken in season three. Uh, the people had to walk a long way to get water. It's really inconvenient. They really don't like when that happens. And so they asked Pilate to fix it. And in order to fix it, Pilate took money from the treasury, which is kind of sacred for the Jewish people in the temple. And they didn't like that at all. So they started rioting in the streets. And Pilate then killed all the people who were rioting in the streets with his soldiers. He sent his soldiers out and just killed all the people. And after that, the Jews were really, really mad at Pilate. He was not doing good as a governor with his relationship with the Jewish people. And so by this point, by the time that Jesus had been brought to Pilate after these fake phony trials that were in a rush uh, that the Pharisees conducted and all this hypocrisy and stuff to just get Jesus to Pilate because they needed his authority in order to crucify Jesus, the emperor was already like, this guy might be trouble. I have to keep an eye on him to make sure he doesn't do anything to offend the Jews anymore. So at this point, the Sanhedrin who brought Jesus to Pilate already knew that they got Pilate in a pretty good spot right now. He's blackmailed. He was blackmailed to crucify Jesus. If Pilate didn't do what the Jews wanted him to, they could have reported him to the emperor and that would mean death or at least being fired from his job for Pilate. And he definitely didn't want that. So Pilate was kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place at this point. So it's really, so it's it's interesting to get more context on why exactly Pilate did what he did. doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it, you know, Pilate, if you really, because if you look at the Bible, you know, Pilate saw Jesus as an innocent man. He really didn't find anything wrong with him, and he didn't really understand why the Sanhedrin were doing what they're doing to try to get Jesus crucified. But if he let Jesus go instead of Barnabas, who was a known convicted criminal, then he would have been reported to the emperor and he would have lost his job or, you know, been killed. And he was too afraid to lose his position of power or his life to let Jesus go and do, obviously, what was the right thing. Was it the most right decision that Pilate could have made? No. If he really wanted to stand up for what he knew was right, then he would have let Jesus go because he knew that he was an innocent man. He just didn't want to lose his job. And so... 
Pilot was kind of he wasn't like indecisive. He wasn't like swayed one way or the other. You know, he wasn't like easily influenced by other people. He, for whatever reason, when he first came into governorship, just wanted to stir up trouble with the Jews, and then that just eventually led to him being blackmailed into arresting and crucifying Jesus. Because if he didn't, he'd lose his life or his job. So with this in mind, it's easy to picture Pilate as kind of a younger person. He was obviously very impulsive. He was very brash and kind of, kind of, you know, arrogant, I guess, in a way, except for when the Jews came and cornered him in Caesarea Philippi. But as we go into season four, we'll be looking to see if they make any references to these events at all, because they definitely play super heavily into the politics of the time and why Pilate did what he did in the moment when Jesus was brought to him to be arrested and crucified. Pilate was like, yeah, that's, that's what I have to do, because if I don't, then... Bad things are going to happen to me. And he was more concerned about his job and his money and his power and his position than doing what was right and what he knew was right, the most right thing in the moment. So Pilate is a super interesting character. And again, just one example of how intricate and, and interesting these people were just as real and had just as many emotions and you know thought lives and relationships and all this stuff as we do today. They were just as complicated. It wasn't like they were like these simple people, one-off, you know, people. They were real people who actually lived and really experienced these events. And so Pilate is just one of ex- one example of how intricate and interesting and complicated and complex. Each and every one of these people who encountered Jesus were at the time and how many choices they were faced with and how many decisions they had to make, which ultimately were all a part of God's plan to lead Jesus to the cross and have him be raised up from the earth, as it describes in earlier prophecies, not to be stoned by the Jews by a Jewish way of killing someone, but by a Roman means of execution. It was all a part of God's plan, as he had said before in prophecy. So there you have it. There's some background on Pilate. Just to give a little context as we move into season four, which starts filming next week. Very excited about that. There's just a little more context on him as a person because there's some really cool details about him that we find through, you know, historical context and how this can kind of give us a better mindset as we look at him, as we know we're going to see more of him in season four uh, and obviously season five and six. He was a very complicated person. He made some bad choices in the end, but he was he was a very interesting person and someone who I'm really excited to see more of as we get through the seasons and as we get closer to Jesus' crucifixion. But hey, if you enjoyed this video, then be sure to leave a like on this video and comment down below your thoughts on this whole story of Pilate's you know, backstory and what your theories are for The Chosen Season 4 in general. And uh, if you want to see more videos by me, then be sure to click that subscribe button and turn on all notifications for Against the Current and The Chosen YouTube channel because you're a going to want to stay notified for whenever I post a new video about The Chosen Seasons 4 and onward. I hope to see you in my next video. Binge Jesus. I was one way.